Hello and welcome to Called Bank Sports, your place for Utah Jazz coverage. My name is Nathan Mortensen, and I'm going to be getting into the Jazz-Oklahoma City game. The Jazz were able to eke a win out, um, thankfully avoiding back-to-back losses. That would have definitely not been something that you'd want to see after I predicted they'd go 4-0 this week. So they shall have a chance to go 3-1 and and pick up a couple of wins against New Orleans, but thankfully they were able to take care of business and win um, 110 to 106 against the Oklahoma City Thunder. And my biggest takeaway from this game is just a concern on the Jazz's interactions with um, the officials. There's definitely some cause, and I understand that there's frustration there. um, And I've seen that when I've played, you know, in much smaller levels. So I can only imagine at um, the highest level in the world that that, those tensions are going to run even higher. But frankly, Whiteside just can't get ejected for a double technical that early in the game on stuff that was just so trivial. Like the Jazz need Whiteside. Um, They need him as their backup center. They were able to experiment with playing small ball five a bit because of that. But just overall, like the Jazz need to learn to deal with the officials. I understand that there might be some frustration in the team after the last two minute report came out. Um, for the game against the Grizzlies, where there were some calls that would have probably sealed the game for the Jazz. But then again, the Jazz lost that game and they could have done things differently. And overall, we can nitpick really small things and talk about what we think is going on with the team. But we can also just look at the stats and say the Jazz are currently leading the team, leading the league in technical fouls um, per game at just under one. They're averaging 0.9 a game. And Gobert is leading the league with six technical fouls. And is there's a lot of concern there for me, at least, that he could get a suspension if he gets up to the 16 that I believe triggers an automatic one-game suspension, which wouldn't be the end of the world, but I prefer, obviously, that that didn't happen. So they need to get their act together um, in regards to that and just stop really talking to the officials. I don't see a lot of benefit from it. And maybe there is, but overall, when I'm looking at it from my perspective, the Jazz just need to step back and <laughs> calm down some um, in order to be able to like reach the heights that we think they can this season. And before I get into some of the more negatives from this game, I will talk about a couple of positives. Um, the Jazz improved on turnovers allowed, and they improved on offensive boards allowed. Oklahoma City only got four offensive rebounds, which is great. Um, Now, obviously, they are a bottom-tier team. It would have been really bad had they got any more. But that's just solid improvement, and I'll take it where I can get it, especially with Whiteside not being um, in in for the majority of the game. They did do some of that without having their true center on the court. And they only um, turned the ball over 10 times and allowed nine points on those turnovers. And again, this is against Oklahoma City, but progress comes where progress comes, and I'm going to take it. So that those are the two positives that I saw in this game, just keeping those numbers low. And obviously, the biggest positive is a win. But now to get to something that was a bit more concerning. So Donovan Mitchell only scored 13 points, um, barely got to double digits. Um, with less than two minutes left in the game, he only had seven points. And he was able to come out and score six points in that last minute and a half and propel the Jazz to a win. 
So he definitely performed very well in crunch time. But Lou Dort has Donovan's number. Um, Dort is a very solid defender, and Donovan has really struggled against him. I don't have any specific numbers, but tonight is a whole show is where whenever um, Donovan got up from the bench, they sent him Lou Dort. Whenever he went back to the bench, Dort went to the bench as well. So Oklahoma City knew that by mirroring their minutes and putting Dort on Donovan, that they'd be able to have the most success. And they were almost able to steal a win from the Jazz. So it shows that Oklahoma City has a lot of talent. Um, they've beat the Lakers twice, and obviously the Lakers are, are a team with some big names and some good star talent on there, but I, I don't know how they're going to do overall. But Oklahoma City can steal games. Um, they won a lot of games last year before you saw them very much intentionally tank for the rest of the season and not pick up any more wins, if I recall. So well, not a terrible team, the Jazz should have put this away a lot sooner. Um, it should have happened in the third quarter. Uh, I mean, after that, it should have happened in the fourth. And the fact that there was concern towards the end that they were going to drop it um, shows that this team still has a long way to come and to into hopefully becoming as dominant as they were last year, where they would have those third quarters that would just put the games out of reach and the other team wouldn't really have a hope for the last 12 minutes. <laughs> there was a lot less stress in games last year, and I, I hope the Jazz can get back to that. But there are good things that come from stress and close games and learning experiences that the team's going to be able to have. Um, let me look at my notes here really quick. Um, really, the, the last two things I want to touch on are that the Jazz, again, had a really rough night for, um, from three. They made 15 threes, but that was on 47 attempts for about 32%. And to put that into perspective, Oklahoma City also made 15 threes, but that was on 36 attempts. So they shot over, they made the same amount um, and shot over 40%. And really the only reason the Jazz won this game is because of just an absolute terrible showing from Oklahoma City um, inside the three-point line. They shot four shots less than the Jazz, and made two shots less. And so, really, if they had been much more efficient on on two-point shots, the Jazz would have won. And that is a testament for what Gobert was able to do when he was on the court. Um, There were a lot of points when he was challenged. Oklahoma City drives a lot. Um, They drive the most of any team in the league, I believe the broadcast said. So, Gobert is really my MVP for this game. And I, and I think he won the game for the jazz. Um, He was five of seven from the field, um, five of six from the free throw line, which is awesome for 15 points. He had 17 total rebounds and five blocks. Gobert has by far been the most consistent player on the jazz this year and really got to give him this, give him his due. I do think, that the Jazz are going to click this year. I don't think we're going to just see um, constant kind of constant back and forth between them looking really good and then dropping games that they should have won with silly mistakes. I do think we'll eventually see a run, see some runs like we saw last year where the Jazz look really solid and are playing really good ball. But they are definitely trying to get the hang of things. And whether it's crowds back in the stands, um, you know, working white side and gay into the lineup, there's there's going to be some challenges for Utah. So I still have a lot of hope. Um, obviously, a win is a good thing, but this game definitely um, had a lot more negatives than positives for me. So please, wherever you're at, um, 
Let me know in the comments what you think. I'd love to chat with you about it. Um, please follow, subscribe, um, wherever you're at, like, um, share the video. We hope you have a great Thanksgiving here at Called Bank, and we'll see you on Friday when the Jazz face off against the New Orleans Pelicans. Go Jazz!